Good morning. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Everyday occurrence, right? The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. God then proceeded to speak the oceans and seas into existence, the sky, the land, plants and trees, the stars, the sun, the moon, fish, large sea creatures, birds, all the varieties of land animals, those with legs and those without. And he did all of this prior to his main purpose. In verse 26 it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God did all of this for us, for me and for you. But you know, some people don't believe there's a God. And then there's Psalm 14, verse 1, which says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They're corrupt. They've committed detestable acts. And there's no one who does good. Talking about the people who have that attitude. But I'm digressing a bit. Um, we really need to stop and think about it. Did God do all of that for us? Well, what we're going to talk about this morning is the reasons why God allows problems and difficulties in our lives. And you wonder about the logic of it. He did all of these things, creating the world and, and all of the things in it. And then we have hassles. We have problems. Well, we're going to look at 10 pretty good reasons why God allows difficulties to come into our lives. And it's interesting to think about when we do think about all that he has done for us. For instance, did God, you know, 
spend what, 14, 1500 years, maybe more, um, getting, putting this together, having hundreds of different individuals in different countries write parts of this and put it together. And what's interesting too is in this book there are exact prophecies of when and how the Savior of the world would be born. And it explains why the world needs a Savior and the things that he would do, what he would say, and what others would do and say in opposition to him. And he even goes into lengthy detail concerning the race of people that would produce the family tree of the Savior. Question is, do we believe in this? I do, but I've got to be really honest. There are times when I don't understand, and I think most of us have times when we question, you know, God, why? But the thing is, this book is filled with stories and, and all kinds of information to let us know who God is, how He thinks, how He feels about different things. We have feelings. We were created in His image. He has feelings. He has likes and dislikes. And I guess what it comes down to is, do we believe in it? That the promises in here that are expressly given for you and for me and the rest of the world, they are true whether or not we believe them. Whether or not we believe them does not determine whether or not they're valid. But Well, sometimes in my weaknesses, I wonder and question. Today, we're going to uh, go over 10 very good reasons why God allows those problems and difficulties into our lives. Um, you might want to grab a pad of paper, a pencil, something to write with, because you're going to have a little homework. <clears throat> Excuse me going to challenge you to think about any present difficulties you may be having or maybe something that God has just recently brought you through uh, to think about it in light of these reasons why God allows difficulty in our lives. Someone would say, well that's easy, there's sin in the world. That is true. God made a perfect world. We're the ones who messed it up. Um, but let's go over those reasons why God would allow difficulties into our lives. Reason number one, we asked for it. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 31, if you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. Okay, continue in His Word. To continue means we have to start. 
And if we start, we need to continue. If we continue in his word and obey him. A lot of people have a misconception. God is not going to spoil us or treat us like a spoiled child. And if we're disobedient, just let us run amok and do whatever we want. He loves us too much for that. But like the farmer, we harvest what we've planted. And if we refuse to treat others the way we want to be treated, then we will reap what we have sown. But reason number one why God allows difficulties into our lives, we do the things to bring it about. We ask for it. Number two, God allows difficulties in our lives to get our attention. Uh, things are going along fairly well, don't have too many problems, and just cruising along. We've got the automatic pilot on, the cruise control on. Eh, life goes on without interruption until it stops. If you don't service your car and get the oil changed periodically, it will get your attention when the engine locks up. If we presume upon God, he's going to have to do something to get our attention. If someone takes us for granted, how do we feel about it? We were created in his image. He has feelings just like we do. The third reason why God may allow problems or difficulties into our lives is to prove his love for us. Parents who truly love their children don't let them always have their childish, selfish ways. Children need to learn respect for others, how to get along, and self-discipline. In Hebrews chapter 4, or chapter 12 rather, starting with verse 4, it says, You have not resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin, and you've forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you're punished by him. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines and he punishes every son whom he accepts. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father doesn't discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems not to be pleasant, but painful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, Afterward, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. The third reason why we have difficulties 
It's for God to prove his love for us. Number four. God allows difficulties in our lives to teach us to examine ourselves, to avoid trouble. You know, like our nerves warn us of, of, with pain of something that isn't quite right. And sometimes God will allow the problems to keep us from doing something that could cause injury or pain to ourselves or to others. Number four, God allows difficulties to teach us to examine ourselves, to avoid problems. Number five, God allows problems to show us our pride and our weaknesses. <laughs> Be honest now. Remember back when you were in school, you were going to show off a little bit and you failed or fell flat on your face? Well, sometimes we need to be humbled. Number six, God might allow a problem in our lives to remind us or to convince us of spiritual warfare, that we do have a spiritual enemy who will do anything to drive a wedge between ourselves and Jesus. And our enemy will try to turn our devotion to Jesus into a selfish desire for our own gratification. He also reminds us so that we can know the ways of our spiritual enemy and how to use spiritual weapons to defeat him. Reason number seven, God allows difficulties to teach us to hate evil. When we can see it causing problems and difficulties for other people, we learn to see why evil should be shunned and avoided. This isn't biblical, but as a side note, as a child I can remember my father telling me that real wisdom was learning from other people's mistakes and not my own. You can take that for whatever it's worth. Um, but Reason number seven was to teach us to hate evil. And in Hebrews chapter 11, starting with verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the temporary pleasures of sin. Considering the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he persevered, as though seeing him who is unseen. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch them. 
This is to help us to see how evil will rob us of God's good intent or blessing. And also to help us to see how evil could rob or hurt those we know and love. Reason number eight why God might allow a problem or difficulty into your life, and I'm talking about problems and things that we don't understand. We can't understand why this would have happened, or we think, why did God allow that to happen? Well, these are some of the reasons. Number, reason number eight is to change our priorities. How many times have we had the best of intentions in wanting to do something or to help somebody with something, but yet God didn't allow the plans to come to pass? It, they just didn't work out. Well, we never know for sure, but could be that as a result, maybe ourselves or someone we know and love might have been saved from some kind of harm, disappointment, or even financial trouble. As we know God loves us, every day these possibilities are very, very real and are probably happening. Reason number nine, God would allow difficulties to test our work and our words. Have you had a time when you casually made a promise or pledged to do something to help somebody and they were really counting on you? And it didn't seem to be that big a deal. It was just the thing to say at the time. Or have you had a time when uh, your commitment or your reputation is tested by a trial that you didn't understand. Reason number nine, to test our works and our words. Reason number 10, God might allow a difficulty or a problem in our lives to show us who our real friends are. Have so-called friends let you down at a time of trial or testing? Or to be perfectly honest, looking in the mirror, have there been times when we have let others down? When it gets really serious, God will have shown us those who are faithful and true. And of course, He is right there at the top of the list. Always faithful, always true. And even if we don't really understand after a situation or difficulty has passed, and we still don't understand, the day will come when God will let us know. <laughs> we will understand. In Psalm 18, King David seems at a loss for the right words to describe God's faithfulness in David's own times of trouble. 
In Psalm 18, starting with verse 20, it says, The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, he has repaid me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not acted wickedly against my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also blameless with him, and I kept myself from my wrongdoing. Therefore the Lord has repaid me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyes. With the faithful you show yourself faithful, with the blameless you show yourself blameless, and with the pure you show yourself pure. With the crooked you show yourself astute, for you save an afflicted people, but you humiliate haughty eyes. For you light my lamp, the Lord my God illumines my darkness. For by you I can run at a troop of warriors, and by my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is blameless. The word of the Lord is refined. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who encircles me with strength and makes my way blameless. He makes my feet like deer's feet and sets me up on high places. He trains my hands for battle so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand upholds me, and your gentleness makes me great." David expressed that in Psalm 18. And the Psalms that David wrote, he wrote most of them actually while he was still a shepherd boy and he was out tending sheep in the wilderness. And scripture says David encouraged himself. And what he did was he just took stock of all of the times God had delivered him, the things God had done for him, and uh, might be a good habit for us to get into. So I leave you today with one question for the week. This is your homework. What problem are you facing this week that God can't handle? And you can take a look at the list of reasons why God allows difficulties and see if any of them fit your particular situation or circumstance. I think if you think about it long enough, you'll see and understand God at work because he loves you and he wants you to be more like him. We could all stand to be less like ourselves and more like him. In Numbers chapter 6, starting with verse 22, God was speaking to Moses and he said, Tell Aaron and his sons, the priests, this is how you are to bless the people as they depart. You should say to them, 
May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. In this way, they will pronounce my name over the Israelites and I will bless them. Lord bless you with a very good week and um, enjoy the benefits of the homework. Have a good day.